the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. Kind of took a down day yesterday after getting my COVID-19 shot. Um, I'm a great researcher. And once they opened it up to people over 50, I was able to find a spot, find a location, book it. Might have happened at midnight. Um, long story short, got it. Got a little bit overwhelmed with the side effects. That's why I missed yesterday. I believe in science. I believe I took the smallpox vaccination for a reason. I believe measles... I believe in this stuff. Um, what I will say is it kicked my butt. And that too, I now believe in because I was out of commission. Um, I could have got out of the house if there was a fire. I probably wouldn't want to be operating heavy machinery. But I'm on the road to recovery. Um, I probably have another 12 hours to shake off kind of like a hangover effect from it. But I'm glad I'm back. One of the things I did yesterday during my downtime was uh, did a lot of research, did a lot of work for you, the show. But also I watched, I took a break and I watched Aaron Rodgers on Jeopardy. And he wasn't bad. I expected him to just be a fool, but uh, he was kind of personable. One of the contestants totally trolled him and asked why would the Packers choose to kick a field goal? Which he he answered, he put his head down. And he goes, that's a good question. I like that kind of humility. Consumers spent $900 billion more online in 2020. The question is, in 2021, 2022, since we spent $900 billion more, what are the categories that are going to stick? And expectations are grocery stores. And discount stores. Um, they kind of broke into the e-commerce trend. We knew books and CDs. We knew grass seed and pickaxes. I know you're saying, what's going on in your house, Rob? I'm not going to tell you. But grocery stores and discount stores were kind of like some of the last frontiers for e-commerce. And they're seeing the most dramatic and lasting shift. Grocers will likely retain about 70 to 80% of the digital sales gains that they saw during the peak. Discount stores will retain about 40 to 50%. Um, as a guy who started using Instacart this time last year, I won't use it for every day like I had to for a period of time. But yeah, if there's a weekend where I'm going to the mountains or if there's a weekend post-Easter where I got to get back to work and... Yeah, I have no problem getting the basics. Again, probably not an end-all, be-all kind of solution for me, but I see how it is for some. 
clothing stores, restaurants, sporting toys. Um, they saw the biggest initial spike, but the grocery stores and online discounters soon followed. Interesting to me. Netflix once signed Adam Sandler to a 400, no, 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 a $275 million four movie deal. Netflix came out shortly after that and said, you know, their viewers have spent over $2 billion watching, 2 billion hours watching his movies. So they used to care about that. How many hours? Now they signed a big deal with Knives Out with Rain Johnson and Daniel Craig for an ungodly sum of money for two movies. So they're saying instead of time, hours watched, we want people to feel they're getting a value compared to the movie theater. We can't do the big $250 million budget, Godzilla versus Kong, but we certainly can do the $40 million budget of Knives Out, and maybe we'll even make as much money for people. Knives Out, by the way, pulled in over $311 million, and it would have pulled in more if it wasn't for COVID. Um, I get it. I like what I'm saying. Airlines are bringing back pilots. Listen to this. Delta recalled 1,700 pilots. And then this weekend, trying to fly people back, they were short-staffed. So they had to cancel flights. They lost money. Demands there, ladies and gentlemen. Rob Black got his COVID shot. Rob Black will be on an island before... I'm going to give myself a little extra time, so I don't lie. August? But I wouldn't mind June. Southwest made 200... Nine pilots an offer they could refuse, but they're coming back to work after voluntary leave. United and American Airlines have said their planes are about 80% full. Pilot recalls show how airlines are stepping up efforts to prepare for a potentially busy summer. More than 1.5 million passengers passed through a security checkpoint this weekend, compared with this time last year of 122,000. That's big. Other stories of note today, a lot of analysts are coming out and putting buy ratings on Roblox. Now, that's kind of good news and kind of bad news. When a company comes public, they tend to get the analyst love in the first 30, 60, 90 days. And then it becomes to tell the truth of who likes it and who doesn't. But they seem to be doing exactly what they're supposed to do. Someone sent me an email saying, Rob Black. How long would $1 million last you if you retired tomorrow? And I would count on anywhere between $30,000 and $60,000 a year each year till the day I die. But I'm going to start with that lower number, $30,000. And the years that I get 60, I'm going to be stoked. A cool million is still a big chunk of change, but it's a number that you have to get to before you can retire. In my opinion, because when I say $30,000 to $60,000, Social Security, Medicare, they're not going to be big factors in your life. Your healthcare costs will probably be wiped out by your social security gains. So don't count on living off your social security, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Cybersecurity is often difficult to balance with privacy. Ain't that the truth? Turns out while I was off over the weekend, Facebook came out and said, oh, by the way, 550 million of you have had your whole account Name, last name, phone number, intimate details that you've given us that we told you we would never share has been hacked. It's a couple of years old, but you can now go find a website that you can punch your phone number and see if you were hacked or not. 
that website that tells you if you've been hacked or not is not run by Russian hackers, contrary to popular belief. It's funny to think about, though, right? Anyhow, um, yesterday, thanks in part to good news, the Dow and the SPA 500 notched more records. AMC movie theaters stock shot higher, but it wasn't because of the Reddit traders. An analyst upgraded the company after Rob Black saw Godzilla versus Kong. I'm a Kong fan for the record. Are you team Kong or team Zilla? I'm team Kong. <laughs> but I paid 33, I almost had 33 million dollars. I paid $66 for two adult tickets. And I paid like another $40 for two kids to sit in recliners and keep our masks on. And like, it was weird, but that's like the first live event I've been to. Got my COVID shot. Um, wasn't feeling terribly good about that, getting my COVID shot before maybe you. So afterwards, I went out and donated $1,000 to a charity that gives COVID shots for free to people of low income in other countries. I think Americans will eventually take care of Americans, but Americans will not necessarily take care of other countries where, where people are having very poor access to shots, whether they want them or not. Verizon is launching its Yahoo Shops marketplace. Boy, that that makes me filled with anguish. Like, I don't even know if I like that idea. Isn't Yahoo gone? No. Verizon owns them. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. So as I went to break, I'm Rob Black, by the way. You can find me through EP Wealth or through robblackshow.com. Um, as I went to break, I talked a little bit about Verizon and Yahoo and how, for lack of a better phrase, homie, don't play that game. If I like Verizon, I'm going to like Verizon for Verizon. I don't think I'm going to like them because of Yahoo. Last week, the Verizon Media Group, the subsidiary that owns Yahoo, announced that it's building out a third-party marketplace called Yahoo Shops, which will launch with roughly 50 sellers later this year and will integrate with Verizon Media brands like Engadget. I like Engadget. But not enough to say that's my buy reason for Verizon. My buy reason for Verizon is it's got a little bit of growth and a little bit of income, and it's a 5G play. And everyone that I know has a data plan. Everyone that I know has a cell phone. We seem to be getting more for less, but not really. It's one of our biggest expenses. If you take out a car and a mortgage, food, you get to like, whoa, we're spending a lot of money on a daily basis, all things considered, on our cell phones. Either how much they cost, spread out over two to three years or how much we pay on a monthly basis to just access them. How did we ever live in the day and age with no cell phones? It's a great question. Kroger's planning a digital growth strategy. And it's like, to me, it's that's almost the opposite of Verizon and Yahoo, right? Kroger is a grocery store. One of the things I did in college was there weren't Safeways, there weren't the brand name grocery stores close by. There's a lot of things like Kroger's, and you'd go Krogering when you were just tired of the cafeteria food. You'd go Krogering, and I'd always sing Night Rangers, uh, big song, 
motoring to Krogerin. Krogerin, what's your price for flight? For eggs, for whatever you want to say. You get the idea. So Kroger's going more digital with an e-commerce service strategy, while Walmart's doubling down on its fulfillment services. Interesting the world of the digital and how digital retail embraces growth. Poshmark and ThreadUp are charting growth plans for 2021. Poshmark and ThreadUp have gone public within the past three months, and publicly traded companies have the interest of Wall Street saying, okay, now let's see some revenue growth. Their biggest problem is ensuring that people keep wanting to sell products through their sites. Let's say you buy your sugar booger a $2,000 Kate Spade purse. And she kept it, even though it's slightly purple. But after a year, she's like, it's slightly purple, and purple's definitely out. She can sell it on Poshmark. Get a pretty good price. Or is she getting credits? Oh, dang it, it's those credits. I told you last year during the pandemic, I had tickets, one through Ticketmaster, one through City Tickets or something like that. And they both offered refunds, but they both offered them in a five-day window, and I got to one faster than I got to the other one. So one of them I have credits for that I have to use through their venues and such. I'm like, ah, I really don't want to see the Eagles. I really don't want to see uh, Ariana Grande. I'd love to see Ariana Grande in person. For some reason, I think she's like two, like 26 inches tall. I don't know if that's true or false, but I think she's like a mini. Nothing wrong with minis, by the way. I'm pro minis. Um, but I think she's on like this, the small side. A friend of mine is a horse enthusiast. And she owns a horse and she's got stables and she does it. She loves it. Like that's her thing. And anyone who loves horses, I kind of like. Um, horses are fun. They're beautiful. They're great animals. Uh, um, but her family got her a miniature horse for her birthday. I'm like, that's strange. Talking about a gift that's not really returnable, like a purple purse. Joe Biden's going to move the deadline for states to open COVID vaccines to all U.S. adults on April 18th. April 19th, excuse me. I think I got the COVID dyslexia because I said 18th instead of 19th. What's wrong with me? Uh, consumers spent $900 billion more on 2020 in e-commerce. The two categories they think are going to get the best growth coming out of that, uh, breaking out of that orbit, are going to be grocery stores and dollar stores. One analyst is saying something that I, I kind of agree with the headline on CNBC today. Pair Alphabet stock with Facebook. You know what I like about Alphabet and Facebook? Now, again, before I say this, consult a broker advisor for taking action on any stocks ever mentioned on the show. You know what I like about those stocks? Is there reasonable valuations for companies that are growing at 20%? I'm willing to pay a dollar for Facebook at 25 times earnings growth. So it's valuation compared to its growth rate. To me, it's not, it's not, I'm not upset by it. Nor with Google. I'm not telling you to go out and do it. I'm just telling you one analyst is saying that today. And I, I don't disagree. 
Google Alphabet reports strong ad growth for its fourth quarter, up 22% from a year earlier. Its online video platform, YouTube, reported a 46% increase. I can say without a shadow of a doubt, my top two apps during the pandemic, by far and away, was YouTube and YouTube TV. Everything I watched, I watched through those two apps. Now, YouTube TV, I also had to pay for that, you know, ABC, NBC, CBS, sports packages or what have you. But at $65, including the sports package, I, I felt okay with that. I'm grandfathered in on the original price, which is great. Um, but what I was saying, Google and Facebook, and I don't disagree. You know me, I like to disagree. I like to robble. I like to hate. I still want to meet Ariana Grande. Maybe I will spend my credits on a concert to see her. And maybe I'll throw it down like, I'll give $1,000 to charity. And she's like, I laugh at $1,000. I eat $1,000 for breakfast. I'll give $1,010 to charity. I, mean, I just kind of want to see how tall she is not. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Find me at APWealth and robblackshow.com. Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome in, Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black. Thanks for listening to the show. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Keep in mind, in my mind, I'm not always right. You can ask my partner that and I think you'll get the same answer maybe even rarely but when it comes to money and investing I try not to be wrong doesn't mean I try to be right Netflix is coming up with a new tradition and that tradition is spending big money on new content I kind of like where it's going because for a while Netflix seemed to be in the business of showing Pixar films when you're a parent you're like I don't want any more DVDs. I don't want any more Blu-rays because my kid's going to put boogers on them and they're going to go bad. Or we're going to pop one out for the other one. It's not going to work. We're going to pop one out for the other one. It's not going to work. And they're going to get more scratch and scratch as it goes on. So when Netflix started streaming Disney films and Pixar films, it made a lot of sense. And then suddenly Netflix stock is going to the moon and Disney's like, wait, 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 what's going on? We can do that. Netflix spent... $450 million for the rights for the next two sequels for Knives Out. One of its biggest hits of 2019-2020, early 2020. Um, it's one of the biggest streamer deals in history. Two movies, $450 million. What I note about that is director, writer, and producer Rain Johnson and Daniel Craig are both signed on to return for the next two installments. Rain Johnson's behind one of those Star Wars films. I want to say the number eight in the canon. This isn't as good as getting Star Wars. But it's a big win for Netflix. Because sometimes you're watching these movies and the reviews on them are just awful. <laughs> They're just awful. There's kind of a naughty one right now, Deadly Illusions. That's, the reviews are like, why did you ruin your career and act in this? Because the acting's so bad. But 
if Netflix does the numbers and the algorithms are right, guess what? Deadly Illusion 2 will be greenlit. But then you got into all the Adam Sandler films, and you're like, piece of crap. It's horrible. Why did I laugh at that scene where he's making fun of American Indians? Why? 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 You feel guilty after it. And then you're like, well, it's Netflix. I only spent $9.99 a month for it. I got other shows I'll watch. But for Netflix to step up and drop $450 million to get Daniel Craig, which probably is one of the most beautiful men on the planet. And Rain Johnson, one of the most sought-after directors in the world. And the movie, Knives Out, was good. A little bit predictable. But for those uh, who just like to sit down and watch entertainment, it was pretty damn entertaining. And it was Hollywood damn entertaining. And it wasn't big set or big special effects. I like where Netflix is going with us. Amazon Prime and Disney... They were neck and neck with Netflix when it comes to aggressively pursuing content and attracting new subscribers. The name of the game is to have content. If I can watch one Knives Out per year, it's going to justify the cost of Netflix to me. Because I just went to see Godzilla versus King Kong. How much were tickets, do you think, for two adults, two, two kids? How much for tickets? There were the big, okay, first and foremost, big recliner seats, right? Big recliner seats in a movie theater. Social distancing, there was probably 20 total people in the theater Friday night. How much were tickets for two adults? $33 each! $66 to take one date to a movie. No popcorn? No alcohol. Could get alcohol, yes. Um, that's expensive. You throw in the kids, that's easily $100 for four people. So Netflix throwing down, I'm like, $10, 12 $13 a month for a good movie? Yeah, I'm in. Because my sound system is just a step below two, three, or four <laughs> movie theaters. And my screen is just a step two, three, or below a movie theaters. But I'm frugal. Just to go, one more thing I want to say. Um, after I got my COVID shot, I felt a little guilt. I felt a little happiness. I cried a little bit. I was like, that's been a strange 13 months. You can hear me get emotional right now. I'm like, I'm glad that's past me because I don't want to be the dad who dies in the ER where the kids can't even touch you when they say goodbye. Um, but it, this whole idea of like spending time with your kids and watching TV and movies. I get where Netflix is trying to go with this. Good content equals great ecosystem. And if there's one thing we've learned about Apple, they focused on the ecosystem long before other tech companies did. And it's paid off nicely for them. So I tip my hat to what Netflix is trying to do. Um, they're figuring it out. If, if they can kill... What, what deal did Adam Sandler get? <laughs> now I want to Google it because I think it's going to it's gonna make me cringe when I see it again. Okay, let's Google Adam Sandler Netflix deal is worth $250 million for four movies. And... Uh, I see one report that says $275 million. 
Okay, so Godzilla versus Netflix or Godzilla versus King Kong. Interesting franchise. Um, and one of the things I learned is that it's the top film ever for the month of March in Japan or something like that. And you're like, is that cliche? Japan, Godzilla, stepping on Chinese people, tearing down buildings, 1960s fear of radiation, nuclear war. Is that what? Or do they just like monsters? And I don't know the answer. But uh, pulled in over $100 million internationally. So what it pulls in here, not that important. But at $33 for an adult to go to a movie. And again, you don't have to sit in recliners. But you're still probably looking at $12 a movie now, $13, 14 because the movie theaters are getting smarter and they're not selling cheap tickets. They're saying, oh, you get to sit in a chair that rocks. Anyway, digressing. As I'm wont to do, Republicans are threatening tax hikes and boycotts to punish companies that criticize restrictive voting laws. I kind of want this to end because I don't like the way the Republicans or Democrats are doing it. But it shows you an amazing thing, the power of your dollar. Donald Trump says, Coca-Cola wants voting rights in Georgia to be more equal. Boycott Coca-Cola. Take a picture with take a picture with Donald Trump and there's a Diet Coke on his desk. So he wants you to boycott it, but not him. And then I remember there was something growing up, and I don't quite remember it, and maybe someone can refresh me. There was something in the 60s, a movement about the black dollar, where they wanted communities that were black in nature to spend money with other black entrepreneurs and other black businesses in their community. Black dollar supports the black community is the idea. And, and with the Republicans and Democrats fighting right now, of like, oh, voting rights, boycott Disney, oh, voting rights, boycott Coke. And it's Republican. And it changes. It's, it's tough to have a scorecard of who should we be boycotting. But again, it does show you your dollar speaks volumes. And a more relative example for you and me would be like a restaurant. Um, I used to go to a restaurant. It's bar and grill. Uh, get almost the same thing almost every single time. Chicken sandwich, bacon, barbecue sauce, jack cheese, garlic fries, side of barbecue sauce kind of thing. Um, and when they'd mess up the order, I'd like, eh, can you send it back? So if I'm going to pay $15, $16, can I get kind of what I want? And again, I'm not going to send back cheddar cheese or Swiss versus Jack. But let's say it's red meat versus chicken kind of thing. I'm sending it back. Um you go to a restaurant, you go to a restaurant, you go to a restaurant. It's you and your girl's favorite restaurant. It's you and your husband's favorite restaurant. You met at this restaurant. You had a honeymoon at this restaurant. You know the owner. He brings you a bottle of wine. And then one waiter one day gives you attitude. You're like, I'm never going there again. You spend money with your dollars, and your dollars are becoming more and more symbols of weapons. We're weaponizing people's spending habits to try to match their political habits. And I don't know how I feel about this because, like, there's a headline yesterday that Disney's voted or gave money to Republicans that voted for uh, voter suppression in Florida. I'm like, does that mean Disney doesn't want people to vote? In and I'm like, this is starting to get out of hand. And I, I think maybe the way we fix the system is we say corporations can't donate to politicians, and you know, with politicians, you're gonna pass that in 10 seconds and say, sure, that sounds like a great idea. But the money involved in politics is ruining our society on so many levels. And again, I know you're saying you're being way too political. So I'll shut up. Coca-Cola, American Airlines, and Disney are all companies I don't know if I'm supporting or not supposed to support. But 
that's those companies have that to deal with too. You don't want to be involved in a headline, um, and I'm not going to make one up here. I'm going to make one up. XYZ com loves children working in mines. You don't want that headline tied towards your company stock. You will get fired. So these are odd times. North Korea is pulled out of the Olympics. They weren't going to win anyway. <laughs> I know you're saying you're a jerk, Rob. I know. I'm Rob Black talking to all things financial. And did you see the story about Florida's reservoir with toxic wastewater? Makes me not want to move to Florida. But then again, there's something bad in my backyard too, I'm sure. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I thought this was one of the better songs of 2020, The Steps by Haim. As the 2021 award shows rolled out, we got to see them give a kick-ass performance at the Grammys. But shortly after the Grammys is the Bammies, which is the British Music Awards. And uh, it was fantastic. There was a drunk lady in the audience that made all the tabloids. And the British are famous for tabloids. They're like, who's the drunk lady in the front row? And it was one of the Hive sisters. And she was that drunk. So that made me smile. Smiles are hard to come by these days. Roblox is making me smile. It was a company I feared talking about on radio and television with you, but I did before they came public. I said, I'm looking to acquire shares this because I get the platform, and I shared with you the platform. Kids playing video games. And as the years go by, we are deaf to things that we used to you know, make our ears ring about our children. Um, not a parenting segment, but when I grew up, video games were a no-no, and then they became, okay. Just no violent video shooting games. And let's keep kids under 10 out of this. And then that went away with the next generation. Violent shooting video games like Call of Duty. It's okay for your kids to be playing. Grand Theft Auto V. Oh, yeah, I'm not saying that socially. I'm just saying a lot of people are more comfortable with it. Grand Theft Auto V is one of the most violent video games I can imagine. And it's okay. Lil Nas is going to do a concert in Grand Theft Auto V world. Um, do I have to throw the X on the end of his name or can I just call him a little Nas? I'm just gonna call him a little Nas. Um, but that generation kind of embraced, you know, like let's loosen the standards a little bit more. Now we've loosened the standards again. And we're like, ah, kids under 10 can play video games, but let's not do violent video games. And the, what we're saying is Roblox. Analysts are hitting it up with big time recommendations on buy, 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 buy. Stock has already risen by half since its March 10 debut. Stock added 5% yesterday. It debuted at 45. It's now at $71. Um, is it all that in a bucket chicken or, or is Wall Street hyping it at this point? That's a good question. A little both. Game developers can use the platform to create landscapes, adventures, and virtual collectibles for a young audience. Reached 33 million users last year. I know you're saying, eh, 2021 is not going to have a pandemic. It kind of did. 2022 is probably not going to have a pandemic. We don't know that yet. 
friend of mine said his wife is going to let, uh, she's not going to get the shot and her kid's not going to get the shot if they approve it for kids. I'm like, yeah, your kid's not going to go to school in California. No vaccination equals no school. <laughs> and he was like, oh, she doesn't know that. And I'm like, yeah, you might want to learn these things before you start making stupid statements. Um, again, COVID's a little different than measles and smallpox and chicken pox and other things. So I get it. But we're back to Roblox. Youngsters average a remarkable 154 minutes a day on Roblox. They play, they exchange messages, they make purchases, they got a digital currency. Real cash of the company grew from $694 million at the company called Roblox to $1.9 billion by the year end up during 2020. So they got a war chest of cash. They have to defer a lot of cash because they've got a relationship with the developers and their finances are a little bit complicated for the average person. And I get that. Roblox set up a joint venture with Tencent Music Entertainment. A lot of people don't know that. So they still have China to come. Ooh. If I were to say Apple's going to start selling their phone for the first time ever in China, you'd be like, ooh. I heard you say earlier that LG kind of gave up on smartphones. Yes. So there's only two companies left, Samsung and Apple. Um, but there was a day and age where we cared about China with Apple. Now we're like, yeah, just don't take it away. Do I like Roblox more than I like Snap? Yes. Do I like Roblox more than I like Twitter? Yes. Do I find it weird that I'm trying to cash in on kids under 10 years old and their spending habits. No. Um, and again, I think, trying to figure out what I'm allowed to say or not. I was gonna say, I think that great wall has been torn down, the, the paywall, what wall, the wall between what children can and can't do is torn down. Now, do I expect t children under 10 to play violent video games in my lifetime? Maybe, <laughs> maybe. I'm not counting it out because every time everyone's counting out the video game industry, it's matured to another level. Roblox is one of the most compelling alternatives to traditional mobile game developers. The company can grow faster than the current model suggests. Um, price target of $100. So, and I get it. Free cash flow is beautiful. Beautiful. And I do a lot of analyst calls that would probably blow your mind if you saw them in granular detail. Um, what am I trying to get at here? Free cash flow is more important than earnings to some analysts. And like, whoa, people like Warren Buffett taught me the price to earnings versus the growth rate. Now the new Warren Buffett's the world is saying free cash flow, rocks his paper more important than price to earnings. Roblox has social media and it's also got gaming content. Four out of 10 American adults play video games. But they also have education, concerts, movies, and e-commerce. There's a teenage boy bop kind of band that just did a big concert on Roblox. And again, is this going to last into 2022? Probably not. As far as like, artists want to be out and on the, the road. But then some again, some artists don't. Some artists who, you know, retired in New York, let's say Art Garfunkel. If he were to say, let's do one last show on Broadway. After he already did his last show tour, I'd be like, do I want to watch that? Do I care about our golf? I, I don't even know if I do. 
Um, I think I like the Simon one more than I like the art one. Paul Simon, Art Garfunkel. Maybe Paul Simon comes out. Okay, maybe. But yeah, I think virtual concerts are here to stay. As much as real concerts are a big reopening play. I think there's going to be some narrative between the two. You can find me at robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com. I'm tied to EP Wealth. You can figure that out. I'm Rob Black talking to all things financial.